else. The Get Up and Get Going South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number three of the program here on Wednesday morning and uh, room for you at 508-996-0500 or via app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And, you know, sometimes we can work really fast around here. Sometimes we can get you information very quickly. Sometimes it takes a while to get answers. Sometimes it takes a while to get word back from officials at different organizations or companies. But not this morning. This morning we were able to get you an answer very quickly. And I don't know, because I'm insane, I can also write articles while I'm on the air, during commercials, during news breaks. And so we now have the story up at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app as to why the wind turbine was removed, the test wind turbine was removed from Clark's Cove. And let me preface this by saying that uh, Dave Forbes from T Omega Wind, his official title with them is Chief Commercial Officer, and he was the project lead for this test floating turbine that was in Clark's Cove. He's going to be joining Chris McCarthy tomorrow, and we'll get really in-depth about this project about T Omega wind about these floating turbines. But in this particular instance, this is, I, you know, I was speculating that maybe it was taken out to have some service done to it or something that needed to be repaired or upgraded or that they were concerned about the, the stormy weather that we had. It turns out, nope, the project is completed. The project that last week when they launched the turbine into the water, we were told then it was expected to take about 60 days to gather all the information that they needed. Dave Forbes just told me a little while ago via email that they got all the data they needed just from that one storm. So they didn't need to leave it in the water for 60 days. They got more information from that one storm than they would have gathered in 60 days of expected weather out there in Clark's Cove. So the project is complete. The turbine has been removed. And just to give you an idea, when you're saying, well, what kind of research can they get? They got millions of data points, he said, millions of data points. And that the four to six foot waves that were experiencing the storm would be equal to the 64 to 96-foot waves at full utility scale. So they got the information that they were looking for, which was, again, they were testing how the wind and waves would affect the mooring and anchoring system for these floating turbines at full scale. And so they were able to gather that data. 
in just eight days. So that's why. That's why they wanted to do this in New Bedford, right? Because New Bedford is the right place to be able to gather that kind of information. And that's science, folks. Of course, it is commercial industry, too. But that's science. That's research being done here in New Bedford. That's the kind of thing that we like to see, right? We like when we can have a contribution in that way. Because then that can lead to more scientists coming down, more research being done here. And what does that mean? More research in the area means more money funneled into the area for that research. Commercial industry is great. Having the wind industry come to New Bedford is a good thing. That money will be, will pay dividends. The money invested in that will pay dividends in the city. As Mayor Mitchell has talked about many times, even though some people don't want to believe it. But those companies can also come and go. Those companies can also have internal problems, financing problems, issues getting off the ground. There can be a lot of things that hold up the commercial side of things. The science? The science keeps going as long as the science is sound. And that's investment, research money, grants. You know, this was paid for with grants, uh, uh, $800,000 in grants, this research. So those are things that will continue to pay dividends. And we want that to happen. We want people to come down here. And if you're against wind, you want that to happen here too, because maybe the data collected shows that it's not viable. In this particular case, though, it sounds like it, it worked out well. Dave will explain more with Chris tomorrow, but it seems like it worked out well because now they're planning to scale up. They're planning the next phase of their research, which would be to build a full-size 350-foot-plus turbine. Um, I did write back to Dave and ask, are you planning on doing that in New Bedford? I haven't gotten an answer to that yet, but I will update the story when I do get a response to that question. But there you have it. That's why it was removed. The research is done. The information they needed has been gathered. In eight days. Good work, Mother Nature. <laughs> good, good work. Batting us down with a December storm. I, I do like Dave's line, though. We were, we were the only people in New Bedford play, praying for bad weather. And I, I guess if there had to be a positive that came out of it, it was, well, I mean, I'm also looking at it from the positive. At least it wasn't snow. And at this time of year, so is Mayor Mitchell. When he looks at the, the snow budget, every storm that doesn't get cold enough to snow is money that the city doesn't have to spend. But I thought that that was pretty impressive that they were able to gather all that information just from that one storm. And I'm, I'm glad that we don't have to go through, you know, snowstorms in early December. I like when we have, to paraphrase Axel Rose, that cold December rain. And even then it wasn't that cold. 
the last couple of nights, I've had to turn the heat on more than I did over the weekend. Or, you know, Saturday, uh, Sunday and Monday. But I think that there's a lot of positives that can come out of having science, research, have the dollars that, are, that back that up brought into this city and this region. And as we've said before, maybe that science proves that these things aren't viable. In this particular case, it sounds like this floating turbine concept is something that is viable. And, and maybe that's more palatable for people who are opposed to offshore wind. To have something that would be anchored, yes, but not with the permanence of installed masts into the ocean floor. And I, I guess, you know, if we're talking about, what was it, a, a 16 by 16 foot mooring for these? I don't know how big the anchoring stones are for it. I don't know what the scale up would be of that. You know, we can find out all of that from Dave tomorrow when he's on with Chris. But that's still, I'm, I would assume that they're going to try to clear out the seabed where they're going to drop that down. And that you're going to have less of an impact on the ocean floor than you would with these permanently installed turbines. But he'll, he'll get into all the ins and outs. Again, I only know what I learned from watching that video, which was in the original story at WBSM.com and on the app, and he can explain it for you all in, in much better terms than I could. But see, sometimes you ask questions, and we can get you those answers pretty quickly. Also got an app chat message in from Skeddy who says, does the butcher shop cook prime rib? I want that for my Christmas meal. And the answer to that is yes, they absolutely do. Uh, we had Eric on on Friday morning, and he talked about getting your prime rib orders in now for Christmas. So if that's something that you want to do, if you want to order a prime rib for Christmas, go ahead and call the butcher shop now, get your order in, and Eric will take care of you. There are many people in New Bedford and in the surrounding area where it isn't Christmas unless they have a prime rib from the butcher shop. I, you know, believe it or not, as much as I love prime rib, I've never cooked one at home. And I don't think that I would either. I think I would have Eric prepare it for me. One thing that I have come to learn, first of all, because of my weight loss journey here, if I go out and order a prime rib, I can't finish the plate anymore. I used to polish it off, no problem. I'd get the biggest cut I could, and I'd be able to eat the whole thing. And on the rare occasions, I would have some left over. Then I could bring it home and, and try to figure out how to reheat it the best way. But now I go and I get you know, an average size prime rib. I can't finish it. The 
air fryer is the way to reheat it. The air fryer is the way to reheat just about anything. It's also the way to cook a lot of things. I know it sounds weird. You would never think that you'd want to cook, say, burgers in the air fryer, but it's absolutely the way to do it. I've cooked steaks in the air fryer. The problem that I have with cooking those meats in the air fryer is it seems to be a real pain to clean up afterward. Like it, it, it just takes a while to clean because of the, the screen that's in the, the, um, it's the word I'm looking for. The thing that you lay the meat on it, it, that just seems harder to clean, especially if it's like a marinated meat, but oh my God, comes out so tender and juicy and you can reheat that prime rib without overdoing it. Definitely recommend it. If you don't have an air fryer, go out and get one. They're all they're on sale this time of year. People love to give them as gifts. They make a great gift. Makes all the difference in the world. Better for you. So much easier. And saves a lot of time. But the way to really save a lot of time is just have the butcher shop prepare your prime rib for you, and they will happily do that. So give them a call or stop on by and see them. 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. We'll tell you more about the butcher shop a little bit later on as well. Uh, right now, though, why don't I take a break? 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send in app chat messages on the WBSM app and open line voicemails. Also, don't forget, too, if you go to the WBSM.com site or the app, we have two contests that we are running right now. One, we are giving away tickets to see the Shepherd Center for the Performing Arts Holiday Concert. And this is happening this Sunday. So if you want to win tickets to this, I would get on over and enter right now. We have five pairs of tickets to give away. And this concert is kind of, you know, not only is it for the holidays, it's also to celebrate the fact that they now have their permanent home in Fairhaven. This is going to be happening Sunday, December 17th at the First Congregational Church beginning at 1.30 p.m. And if you want to just go and buy tickets... They're available for a $15 donation. You can get them at the Shepherd Center, which is adjacent to the First Congregational Church on Center Street. You can get it tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Shepherd Center, as well as anytime at Fairhaven Frets at 105 Sconnecant Neck Road. Tickets will also be available at the door, but if you want to enter to win some tickets for free, you can do that at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. And then we are also giving away tickets to see one of the hottest comedians in America right now on his It Ain't Right tour, which will be coming to TD Garden in Boston in October of 2024, Sebastian Maniscalco. You can get tickets right now by going to LiveNation.com or Ticketmaster.com and get your Sebastian tickets. There are still some on sale. You can also go to his website, SebastianLive.com. But we are giving away tickets because we know the holidays are coming up. Christmas is right around the corner. You might want to give somebody a pair of those tickets as a Christmas gift. And we will draw your name and their digital tickets so we can transfer those to you in time for you to be able to give them to somebody as a gift for Christmas. So you can enter to win those tickets at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app as well. And we've got all kinds of giveaways planned for 2024. We'll give away more Sebastian tickets. We've got tickets to concerts, other comedy shows, 
other performances happening in New Bedford and Providence and Boston. I'm just asking all of our ticket partners. Live Nation is so great. Asking everybody, give me what you got. Whatever it is that you can provide to us to be able to give out to our audience because, as I always say, to me, that's what radio is about. It's about giving stuff away. And we want to do more of that. We want to do as much of that as we can. All right, I got to take a break. That's how we pay the bills so that we can give stuff away. We'll be back in just a few moments. with connection and you've probably got a bunch of connections outside your house right now a lot of stuff plugged in as part of your holiday display well wbsm wants to show that off by sharing out your holiday light displays once again we are looking to light up the south coast send us photos of your light displays your lawn inflatables and every other way that you've decorated your yard or your home Send them to us by selecting Light Up South Coast on WBSM.com or on the WBSM app. And then check out our gallery of light displays. And then you can plan your trip to see them all. We have their addresses there so you can map it all out and decide, you know, which ones you want to go see. And make yourself a little uh, holiday light scavenger hunt. Light Up South Coast on WBSM is brought to you by Mac Electric. You want to talk about a connection being made? Mac Electric can take care of that for you. So check out Light Up South Coast on WBSM.com and on the app and send in those photos. But please, don't send in photos of somebody else's house. We don't want to put their their house and their address in there unless we get their permission. So only send in your own, please. Even if it is a really, really great, great setup, just encourage them to submit. All right. We'll talk more with you on the other side of the news at 508-996-0500. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. House Republicans are expected to vote today to authorize an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. During a House Rules Committee hearing on Tuesday, Republicans argued that Biden benefited from the foreign business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. The Department of Education is launching a probe into six colleges over alleged ethnic discrimination on campus. On Tuesday, the department said Stanford, UCLA, Rutgers, UC San Diego, University of Washington, and Whitman College were all under investigation for alleged violations of the Civil Rights Act. Israel has started pumping seawater into the sprawling network of tunnels used by Hamas in the Gaza Strip. U.S. officials say massive pumps were put together in recent weeks to flood the tunnels that Hamas uses to move around the battlefield and to store rockets and ammunition. 
Longtime New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick is reportedly leaving the organization at the end of the season. NBC Sports says the Patriots made the decision back in November. Belichick led the Patriots to six Super Bowl wins over two decades. The team is currently 3-10. and Today is National Cocoa Day. Bree tennis with how to celebrate. It's time to cozy up with a mug of cocoa, and that's different from hot chocolate, which we celebrate on January 31st. The difference is subtle. Cocoa is made from cocoa powder, milk, and sugar, then heated. Hot chocolate's made from grated chocolate and added to heated milk. Both good, both invented by the Mayans some 2,000 years ago, and we thank them today on National Cocoa Day. Marshmallows optional. I'm Bree Tennis. Larry Doby will be honored with the Congressional Gold Medal during a ceremony at the U.S. Capitol today. Doby was the first black baseball player to compete in the American League in 1947 and went on to be the second black baseball player in the Major League following Jackie Robinson. In more sports, the Bruins hit the ice again tonight and will face off against the Devils in Newark. Boston will be without Paval Zaka and Charlie McAvoy due to upper body injuries. Morgan Gecki is expected to jump into the top six forward group. The Celtics have won back-to-back games after cleaning up the Cavaliers 120-113 in Boston. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown tied for a team high in scoring with 25 points. Tatum tallied a double-double after recording 10 rebounds, while Kristaps Porzingis joined him with 21 points and 10 boards. Boston will host the Cavs in a rematch tomorrow night. And the Patriots have lost a dynamic player off their practice squad. The Ravens signed Malik Cunningham yesterday. The former Louisville quarterback joins fellow Cardinal Lamar Jackson and could be used as a receiver. Cunningham appeared in one game for New England this season and took a five-yard sack. The Pats will battle against the Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Chilly Wednesday morning, temperatures around the mid-30s for this afternoon as a cold front pushes through. It will allow a brief shot of blustery cold weather through this Thursday for this afternoon. Temperature in the low 40s overnight, mid-20s dry. And as we head into tomorrow, it'll feel like in the teens in the morning, leading to plenty of sunshine, breezy conditions, temperatures maxing out in the mid-30s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full summary forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app.
And welcome back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. We were talking earlier about the change in dismissal time for New Bedford High School students. That'll be coming into play beginning on January 2nd when students return from winter break. So right now, New Bedford High students are dismissed at 2.40 p.m. And starting on January 2nd, they will be dismissed at 2.12 p.m. And that is going to last for the remainder of the school year. And the time is designed to give students more time to get help and teachers more time uh, for pre- uh, preparation, for lesson planning, for correcting papers, uh, for reaching out to parents. They have been from uh, what a, a source in, in New Bedford High School was telling me, there has been a lot of uh, teacher absences and staff shortages. So as a result, teachers have had to use what would normally be their prep time to go and cover another class or to help out with something else. So this way here, they will get back some of that contractually agreed upon prep time. And then the students will have the opportunity to be able to get some extra help if they need it. But for the most part, you know, this is this is being done because of that contractually agreed upon time. So they were able to uh, kind of prepare everybody for that change with a, a, a little bit of notice here. The final 240 dismissal will happen a week from today. And next Thursday uh, is a half day. And then they're off on the 22nd. According to the school calendar that I saw online yesterday. So you're looking at, you know, just a week left of 240 dismissal time. Which you know, is is later. A lot of other high school students around the area get out earlier than that. And also, by the way, that makes a difference too for sports, after school sports and other activities, especially when you have to meet or go up against other schools. That if your school day lasts longer than theirs, well, now the games have to start later. You have to start a game at 334 o'clock as opposed to being able to maybe start at three or 3:30. So that is that's going to make a difference in getting kids home earlier. There's a lot of benefits to this, including getting that prep time back for the teachers. It's not going to have a lot of downside because uh, despite the speculation people may have online about it, it's not taking a half an hour from a class. It's not taking 28 minutes from a class in order to dismiss these kids early. As the way it was explained to me by this this teacher who works at the high school, it is going to be about three minutes shaved off each class, off each period, and then time shaved off the time they have to pass in the hallways. So that's where they're going to gather up this extra 28 minutes in order to dismiss the kids earlier. And you're not going to miss a lot in three minutes of class time. If you can get everybody to sit down and focus up quickly, you won't even notice the the, the lost time. And I think that's the way you sell it to the kids too. Like, hey, you're getting out earlier now. So we've got to just, you know, get right to things. When you sit down, you got to be, when you come into the classroom, you got to be ready to hit the ground running and that gets you out earlier. So uh, we can take your calls on that, 508-996-0500. I want to go back to the report Ariel had in the news there about 
Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots after this season. And as she mentioned, it comes from NBC Sports Boston. It comes from Tom E. Curran. Tom E. Curran, a South Coast guy, a Lakeville guy. One of the best in the business, and certainly if he's reporting this, it's solid. And according to, to Tom E. Curran, after the Patriots' embarrassing 10-6 loss to the Indianapolis Colts in Germany back on November 12th, that's when the team decided it would part ways with Belichick after the 2023 season. So this, when you think about it, that was a, a highlight game for Bob Kraft. He had been working for years for that game to happen. So you can only imagine how upset he was, how embarrassed he was to have the Patriots not only lose, but just how horrible of a loss that was. A 10-6 to 6 loss to the Colts. And a lot of people thought Belichick might not return from that game, that he might be fired following that game. But as Curran said, you, you can't fire a guy like Bill Belichick during the season. And he's under contract for another year. Curran said that although there had been some reports that he has been locked up long-term, it is only another year. And that even if the Patriots were to win every game the rest of the way, it won't change anything. So now I guess the question is, who succeeds Bill Belichick? Certainly not going to be his kids. There's, uh, there's a lot of talk that Gerard Mayo could be the next in line. There are some who want to see Bill O'Brien become the coach. I don't know if that'll be the case. Not after the way that the offense has performed this year. I would guess Bill O'Brien's gone too. But Gerard Mayo, a younger guy, a guy who played the game and not that long ago, might be somebody that could inspire some of these younger players. I think a big part of this, you know, a lot of people look at it as Mac Jones is the problem. Bailey Zappi's not the answer, but it goes beyond that. And I think part of the problem is the players just didn't believe in Belichick anymore. That you have a, a different type of NFL player these days and that style doesn't work. You have players that want to utilize their spotlight, that want to be outspoken, especially with all the social issues that NFL players are addressing. You have players that want to be able to say things. You have players that want to have the coaches have trust in them. And it seemed like everybody was kept on too tight of a leash this year because of how magnified the problems were.
So we'll see what happens. But uh, where does Belichick go? Because you know he's going somewhere. You know he's you know he's going to chase those final wins that he needs. So he's he's going to go somewhere. Caller, hang on. I got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few moments. Jim. All right. Welcome back in. Let's go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. I can't agree with you on what, what, you know, some of the comments you made about Bill Belichick. Um, I don't know. Um, I, first of all, I think that for what he's given the Patriots organization, he should leave on his own terms. They should let him leave on his own terms for sure, without a doubt. You know, 20-odd years of winning and you have a few bad seasons. Uh, let's take the coach for uh, the Steelers. Uh, you know, I mean, they stick with them. I mean, they've, they've had some, you know, rough times. And, they haven't, you know, they haven't been winning a winning team in the last maybe three or four years. Uh, so for them to walk away from Bill Belichick, if it's not on his own terms, is well, as bad as letting Brady go. To, to, to clarify, though. Uh, Curran's reporting is that Belichick will be leaving at the end of the season, that the decision was made after that Colts game. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily that, that um, you know, Bob Kraft said to him, hey, you're done after this year. It might have been a discussion that they had where they said, you know, what do you see going on, on in the future? And they, they might have mutually agreed to part ways. You know, we don't really yeah. know the ins and outs of that conversation yet. We just know that he's he's going to be done at the end of the season. Okay. And as far as the, the uh, players changing and, it's a different type of player. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that it's it's really an out for the Patriots to have some sort of um, the way they run their organization. But you know, with keeping the players close to the locker room and not being out there making all kind of statements that people have to keep answering week after week is. I think it's a real smart thing. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's really really smart that the way the way they run that. Hey, shut your mouth. Well, you know, it's a football team. We talk about these things in-house. We don't need to put it around the media so people can run with different stories, change the story, and have to answer the same stuff week after week because somebody wants to, you know, a, a story. Sure, and that, applies, that, that will apply to things that, that involve football, but what about things that go beyond football? What about when players want to use their platform to talk about social issues and they feel like they can't do that? You know, like that's to, to put a to try to put a muzzle on something like that is basically you're saying to a grown man saying, you know, uh, nope, nope, we're not going to let you do that. And again, I'm not saying standing there at the podium during, uh, you know, during a, a press conference. I'm talking about being able to, to utilize their own social media or to be able to utilize, you know, any other opportunities they have to speak to crowds. You know, there's 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 a lot of restrictions that are on these players under the guise of the Patriot way that some of them just don't appreciate. I mean, I've I've covered I covered that team for 20 years. And so yeah, I, 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 I I was in the locker room and you, you could tell when there were times that people wanted to say something about something and they just knew that they couldn't. Well, you know, I think that when you when you when you have a job and you're making that kind of money and you're that blessed by giving up not having to say certain things is it's it's probably not that big of a deal. I don't know. That's my opinion, though. Yeah, I, I think some of them might disagree. Yeah, you sure. I'm sure of that too. All right. Well, thank you for the call. All right, Tim. Have a good one. And uh, earlier, we I mentioned to you that uh, you know someone at Skeddy had messaged in and asked about what the 
whether or not the butcher shop would have prime rib for Christmas? The answer is absolutely they do. And if you want to get your Christmas orders into the butcher shop, you want to get them in now so that you can have them and pick them up in time for the holiday. And that can be anything from having them uh, get you the meat ready, you know, have it for you to cook for yourself. They can prepare it for you, tie it all up, season it, get it ready for you to put in the oven. They can even make it for you so that all you have to do is reheat it when the family comes over. They can also create party platters for you, whether it be for Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's, whatever it may be. You got people coming over, the butcher shop should be your first stop because not only do they have great food, great wine and beer in the, in the wine cellar, they've got everything that you need to entertain. They've got everything you need to put on a great night for friends and family and to do it with as little work as possible for you. Stop in and talk to Eric and everybody over at the butcher shop. They will get you ready to celebrate the holidays in a delicious and easy way. 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Stop on by and get yourself something good and uh, save, save one. Of, my birthday's coming up the beginning of January. So make sure you save a tomahawk steak for me. All right, we'll be back after this quick break. All the details at WBSM.com and on the app regarding the removal of the wind turbine from Clark's Cove. Chris is going to have Dave Forbes from T Omega Wind on with him tomorrow uh, in studio. So he'll be taking your phone calls. Uh, so that'll be a great discussion tomorrow. Also got some app chat messages. I was talking about the problem with the uh, getting the... Um, the air fryer clean, and everybody's like, use parchment paper, use aluminum foil. JJ sent me over a direct link to the uh, to the special liners you can put in there. You know what? I totally forgot that when I bought the air fryer, I bought those, and they're sitting in my cabinet. Why did I totally forget about those? So I'll start using those. Also, JJ, that hot chocolate, that creamy Italian hot chocolate you sent looks amazing for hot chocolate day. And then Sean in New Bedford says, this is a little off topic, but have you ever noticed the building in Hazelwood Park that's falling apart? The historic building built in the 1840s has been rotting for a year and nothing has been done about it. I've contacted Whale and New Bedford Historical Society, but have received no response. Hopefully by you saying this on the radio, it will bring attention to this building and it would be nice if they could save it. Well, we'll have to find out more about what's going on with that. I was actually down there the other day looking at that and thinking to myself, like, what is going on here? When I went down to take uh, pictures and video of the turbine, I was like, that's such a beautiful building. And why, why is it in the state that it's in? When we are, you know, doing other rehab projects, why hasn't anything more happened to that? So I'll have to look into that myself and see what else. Joey in New Bedford talking about the Patriots. Look how great their defense is. The defense has played well, but um, I don't know that that's enough to to save Bill Belichick, but it will maybe elevate Gerard Mayo to the head coaching job. That's going to do it for 